Getting rich quick. It's a tempting idea, isn't it? Here's my story. I'm on holiday with some good friends. I've got a little bit of money saved up and I lose the majority of it on that holiday. Reckless spending, breaking a phone, it's a whole other story, but I'm home with pennies in my bank account. And around this time, I was losing my passion for acting, something I'd been doing since I was a kid. And when you aspire to be an actor, you kind of just assume that you're gonna be broke until you make it. But now I actually needed money. I didn't have that mental safety net anymore. So I go on the internet and I start searching for things like how to make money online. I begin encountering these gurus, you know, the Ty Lopez's, the Grant Cardone's, people who at any other point in time, I would have considered sleazy at best. But I fell into this rabbit hole of desperation. These concepts like passive income or being your own boss were presented to me on a silver spoon and I ate it all up. I began to hate the idea of a nine to five. It was like admitting failure in life. These gurus sold me on a dream, a dream of getting rich quick, dangling it in front of me like a carrot on a stick, except it was an online course teaching me how to do it. I didn't know it then, but I was diving into the realm of get rich quick schemes. And do you wanna know the twist? I got off lightly. I only got a taste of what the world of get rich quick schemes is like. They're very sly, they're very sneaky, kinda like snake. Anyone can fall down this rabbit hole. And they'll hit all the major you know, pain points in people's lives. Catch somebody at the right time under the right context, no matter how educated, smart, or self-aware you are, you can fall for a get-rich-quick scheme. I'm pretty sure that's a pyramid, and the guy pitching would be like, no, it's a triangle. Presented with this opportunity that might get you out of the rubble, and it's really manipulative. I wanted to find out why. Snake oil salesman. It's a phrase that's been around for a while, usually referring to someone who's dishonest, a con artist, a trader of fake medicines, a grifter. But have you ever wondered where the term came from? There was this man named Clark Stanley who traveled around America selling rattlesnake oil through what are known as medicine shows. Large crowds would gather as Stanley claimed his snake oil, based on Chinese water snake oil, could cure all sorts of ailments known to man. Only this wasn't true at all. And when Stanley's rattlesnake oil was examined, in 1916, it was found to have no snake oil in it at all. It was worthless. From then on, the phrase snake oil salesman has been around in pop culture, depicted as a salesman that would go from town to town peddling their cures to the vulnerable. These people have existed all throughout time with a different pitch or version of the same scheme, but it's the methods, the tools of influence that remain constant. I believe I was roped into the modern internet version of snake oil salesman, the online guru that would set ridiculous high expectations around their products, despite the product largely not being able to fulfill on those expectations. The scam isn't an online course, but the salesman's marketing around it. And here I am again, wondering why I, or anyone for that matter, falls for something like this. So I decided to take a look at some of the snake oil salesmen of the not so distant past. And I came across infomercials, the 80s answer to medicine shows. The dream of financial success. Thanks to Gary Cochran, I've made over $4,000. Checks, money orders, and major credit cards are accepted. Let Gary Cochran show you how to get a second paycheck Hawaiian style. 
These are infomercials, and they became huge in the 1980s and 90s. They're essentially program-length commercials that can last anywhere from 28 minutes to 60 minutes in length, usually airing outside of primetime hours. We're talking 1am to 6am. A lot of infomercials promoted legitimate products, sometimes with a celebrity backing it, but they also attracted a ton of questionable products, individuals, and marketing tactics. Throughout the program, watchers would be presented with a toll-free number to call to place their order for the advertised product. For a snake oil salesman, this was the new medicine show. Motivational and personal development products ran rampant, and along with it came get-rich-quick infomercials. This man was called Don Laprie, a self-proclaimed king of infomercials. I found tiny classified ads, and I placed those ads in around a thousand other newspapers around the country. That's how I generated over $50,000 a week. And guess what? He promised that you could too. I don't care who you are. I don't care where you live. I don't care how much money you have. Anyone with a lick of sense can do this. I got a system. This system. Just how easy it is. Easily. It's just too easy to be real. And here's where we notice the patterns begin to emerge. Lepree promises four essential things. That you can get rich, that it can happen quickly, and that anyone can do it. And he has a system that can help you. Don Lepree was selling three programs programs, each supposedly teaching people how to run tiny classified ads in newspapers and make a profit from it. But the truth is this, most people buying these programs wouldn't have been able to generate the sort of money that Lepree was promising. Because making a profit from classified ads was not as easy as Lepree was making them out to be. And consider the obvious here, Lepree was making money from selling the programs on the infomercials, not through tiny classified ads. But remember the patterns, because get rich quick schemes promise the same things over and over over again. A step-by-step -step system. And then I finally developed a system. Pretty easy to do if you just follow my system step by step. It's not that you can't make money through real estate or classified ads. It's that the way in which these programs are marketed are completely polar opposite to the realities of what they're trying to sell. Snake oil had its benefits, but it was by no means a miracle cure. When I look back at the internet gurus that I knew of, I see the exact same patterns emerging. The promise of a business model like dropshipping, but packaged and marketed in such a way that'll leave someone thinking that it's an easy gig. How would you like to make an extra $1,000 a month for doing absolutely nothing, even for the most average of people? You then apply standard marketing techniques to further influence your audience. Social proof is one example, which is created by using ordinary citizens or figures of authority as testimonials for how great the program is. But you don't have to take just my word for it. Without Gary's course, we would be bankrupt. You know, without a doubt, it worked. Absolutely, everybody would be successful that uses Gary's course. They often included a backstory on how they were once poor and became rich, making sure that it relates as much as possible to their target audience. Let me tell you my situation. I I needed more cash. My bills exceeded my income. Am I the only one with that problem? I doubt it. In my case, I was desperate for money. I wanted to make my parents proud. I felt like working a nine to five meant I was a failure. My vulnerability is what roped me into this world. And all the while I was sat there thinking that I was the clever one, that I had taken the red pill whilst others around me couldn't see what I saw in the gurus that I followed. Now these schemes were centered around the idea of teaching someone how to get rich quick. But unfortunately, infomercials and the gurus I encountered are only the tip of the iceberg that are get rich quick schemes. Because trust me, things get a lot more darker from here.
Before we continue though, a quick message from the sponsors of today's video, NordVPN. If you're browsing the internet using your phone or your computer, which chances are you're doing it right now, your internet service provider has access to all of that data. They can see exactly what you are up to. And that is where NordVPN comes in because not only do they hide your internet traffic from your service provider, but they also let you change the country that you're accessing the internet from. So for example, if you've ever encountered a website that was blocked or there's a show on Netflix that is not available in your country, you can quickly open up NordVPN on any device that you have, select the country that you want to connect to, and then access that website or that show. For example, if you're in the US and you want to watch a Louis Theroux documentary, I know that you can't because it's not available in the US, but what you can do is go on to NordVPN on that device, select the UK as the country that you're in, go back to Netflix, and there you go, you're basically able to watch all the Louis Theroux documentaries on there, as well as any other show that is exclusively on the UK Netflix. So right now, NordVPN are offering a huge discount on their two-year plan, as well as a bonus gift of four additional free months. If you click the link in the description below, or you go to nordvpn.com forward slash James Janney, it's also risk-free, so you get a 30-day money-back guarantee if you're not happy with it. These guys are genuinely a sponsor that I'm happy to promote. I use them every single day. They're extremely affordable. Again, they are offering a huge discount as well on their two-year plan and an additional gift of four free additional months if you click the link in the description below or you go to nordvpn.com forward slash James Janney. That being said, let's jump right back into the video. In the years of 2012 to 2014, an energy drink began to circulate across college campuses in the US. On the surface, Verve was marketed as a healthy alternative to energy drinks, but this drink was nothing more than a front for something much darker. Verve was created by the company known as Vima, a multi-level marketing company that used distributors to sell their products. And as a distributor, you could get a cut from selling Vima's products. Even better, as a distributor, you could recruit other distributors and earn a commission from anything the distributors below you made. Blink twice and you'll miss what's going on here. See, Vima wasn't focused on the selling of their products. They were more interested in recruiting more distributors. Across these college campuses, students were being messaged by friends about a business opportunity, which eventually led them into a room where they were pitched this opportunity. When you watch these pitches, you realize that this isn't about selling an energy drink. This is selling a dream. You can be 16 and make as much money as you want. You can be 85 and make as much money as you want. If you're sitting here tonight, you know, 14, 18, 23, this really is the greatest opportunity of your life. Vima targeted high schools and universities, places where people were young, naive, trying to figure out what they wanted to do with their lives during a time in which their future was uncertain. I'm 19 years old and I'm kind of just like really looking for a direction. That was a hook for me. It was getting my parents out of poverty and setting myself up for the future financially. So the thing that they would pitch too is the reason that they would target college kids is that, and I quote, it's a replenishing market. Vima was a pyramid scheme, which is another form of a get-rich-quick scheme. Distributors were told that the real way to make money in the company was by recruiting others, and new recruits would be told to do the same thing. Now, if one person recruited five people, and those five people each recruited five more, and so on and so forth, you can only keep this going for 14 levels before you run out of the population of the entire world. In this type of scheme, only those who get in right at the start make money, whilst the majority lose their money. And it's very likely that by the time you've heard about the scheme, you're already too late. Almost 90% of the recruits in Vima were making less than $4,000 a year, and that's not including the money that they had to spend on buying the actual product. In 
truth, the majority of Vima's young recruits were losing money. Vima was a scam that operated in a cult-like fashion to keep the recruits inside of the company. Some kids had even dropped out of college or ostracized themselves from friends and families and changed their entire social media presence to promote this company. The cult component of it, I think, really drives people to, to keep doing it. You're this circle of people that are doing what you're doing and it's kind of like an echo chamber of the same stuff being said over and over again. But Vima is one of countless MLM companies that are still around today. But they all seem to follow a similar pattern, relying on recruitment, over-promising the results that one could get from the opportunity, and they rely on another trait, building a sense of community around the scheme. If all your friends are part of the same scheme, believing in the same things as you do, then it becomes harder to escape that echo chamber. In fact, there are social repercussions for not remaining in the scheme. Your world becomes the scheme. In fact, for those outside of the scheme, sometimes a fear of missing out is enough to pull you in. A huge reason that I fell under the influence of get-rich-quick gurus is that I had completely entrenched myself in that community. I read the literature they wanted me to read, their content consumed my feed, and most important was my lack of willingness to critically assess what I was being sold on, until I started noticing these patterns continuing to emerge. The patterns in the pitch, the marketing, and actual results I and others around me were getting. And when I found out what I'd been falling into, I felt a lot of anger and shame. Here's how it goes. To keep you inside of the scheme, two critical elements will be at play. The first is blaming yourself, to make you feel as though this must be your fault, despite the scheme's exaggerated promises. No matter how hard you work, as they tell you, they're like, you're doing something wrong. There's something you're not doing right. So it fucks with your head, because you start to lose your self-confidence. And you're sitting there like, what could I possibly be doing wrong? Vima would often promote the pseudoscientific belief of the law of attraction, one that made them think that if they weren't successful, they only had themselves to blame, ignoring the fact that they are in a scheme that is designed to fail. The second, although not always present, is that the scheme will create a community around it. Everybody say yes coach. Yes coach. Do it again. Yes, coach. Do it again. Specifically, a community that is told to not listen to outside criticism, to distance themselves from those who are not inside of the scheme as well. We all belong in various communities, there's nothing wrong with that. But when that community specifically aims to cut you off from any outside opinions or criticisms, then it's a massive red flag. One aspect that makes cults so effective in their brainwashing is doing exactly that. They have an ability to control the information that the members are receiving, and all the information had to come from them. Outside opinion would be immediately discredited as haters or dream stealers. But let's pause for a second, because there's a slight problem with this deconstruction. And the problem is that many of these elements exist in legitimate products, businesses, brands, and influencers. Sometimes it's very easy to spot a get-rich-quick scam. Get-rich-quick infomercials are almost too easy to notice once you understand the rhetoric and the promises that these schemes typically make, but other times it's harder to distinguish. Not every person selling a course is promoting a get-rich-quick scheme. My system for distinguishing the good from the bad is by first looking at the expectations that are presented in the packaging. Do these expectations seem realistic? Who is the person and company behind it? Does a Google search of that individual or company result in incriminating information, poor reviews, or red flags? 
does the marketing use social proof, scarcity, or any other tactic in a disingenuous way? For example, is the live webinar that they are promoting actually pre-recorded? Are they claiming to have a limited time offer when in fact that offer has never been changed? But when that timer hits zero, everything I've talked about here today comes off the table. Recognizing the common marketing techniques being used takes you out of an easily influenced state and brings awareness to the fact that you're being sold to. But ultimately, there is one final piece in all of this. The final lesson I had to learn that took me out of this world of get-rich-quick schemes. A lesson on responsibility. Getting rich quick is technically possible. Some win the lottery, others might start a company which sells for a fortune a few years later. Winning the lottery is based on luck. But the latter? That is far from easy. If you're being promised a product or service that claims to make it easy, that's the biggest red flag you need. Going through all of these schemes, understanding how this stuff has been around for centuries, how everyone from every generation has fallen for it, it makes you realize. Our brains are filled with many biases, things that at any point can trip you up if you're not careful. Seeing the patterns in get-rich-quick schemes was a first step in stopping myself from going any further. But there was one last thing for me to do. I had to stop buying the dream and start doing something. Anything that didn't involve me sitting around fantasizing about passive income or a laptop lifestyle or the idea of wealth and especially the idea that I could get rich easily because doing that ultimately made me susceptible to being influenced in the way that I was. Hello my friends and thank you for watching. The good ending to my story is it eventually led me to you. You know, I learned how to edit videos. I kind of combined some skills I learned when I was doing acting and I brought something to YouTube that I felt might be different. So I definitely owe it to all of you that continue to stick around and, and watch my content. If you want to see more, hit the subscribe button. It's totally free, but I promise to bless your feed with only good content. I've also got a Patreon where I do Q and A's. I do video editing tutorials where I break down some of the effects that you might see in the video. Videos. The link for that is in the description below. That is probably one of the best ways that you can support the channel if you're so kind as to do so. That all being said, as always, my friends, I look forward to seeing you in the next video. Hand to head, salute. So many days is yet to come. Too many times has come to pass.